It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Enforcement Action Featuring Facilitation Payments One of the more confusing areas of the FCPA is facilitation payments. Facilitation payments are small bribes, but make no mistake about it, they are bribes. For that reason, many companies feel they are inconsistent with a company culture of doing business ethically and in compliance with laws prohibiting corruption and bribery. Further, the 2012 FCPA guidance specifies, while the payment may qualify as an exception to the FCPA anti-bribery provision, it may violate other laws, both in foreign countries and elsewhere. In addition, if the payment is not accurately recorded, it could violate the FCPA's books and records provision. Finally, whether a payment falls within the exception is not dependent on the size of the payment, and though size can be telling, as a large payment may be more suggestive of corrupt intent to influence a non-routine government action, but unlike the FCPA's anti-bribery provisions, more generally, the facilitation payment exceptions focuses on the purpose of the payment rather than its value. In addition to these clear statements about whether the FCPA should continue to allow small bribes such as facilitation payments, you should consider the administrative nightmare for any international company. The UK Bribery Act does not have any such exception, exemption, or defense along the lines of the facilitation payment exception of the FCPA. This means that even if your company allows facilitation payments, it must exempt out every UK company or subsidiary from the policy. Further, if your company employs UK citizens, they are subject to the Bribery Act no matter where they work and for whom they may work for in the United uh, in the world. So they must also be exempted. Finally, if your company does business with a UK company or any company subject to the UK Bribery Act, you may be prevented contractually from making facilitation payments while working under that customer's contract. As I said, an administrative nightmare. Interesting, one of the most clear, clearest statements about facilitation payments comes not from an FCPA case about facilitation payments, but from the case of U.S. versus K. The case dealt with whether the payment of bribes to obtain a favorable tax ruling was prohibited under the FCPA. In its opinion, the Fifth Circuit commented on the limited nature of the payment facilitation payment exception when it said, a brief review of the types of routine government actions enumerated by Congress shows how limited Congress wanted to make Greece exceptions. Routine government actions, for instance, including obtaining permits, licenses, and other official documents may qualify a person to do business in a foreign country, and scheduling inspections associated with contract performance or inspections related to the transit of goods across the company. Therefore, routine government action does not include any issuance of every official document or every inspection, but only documentation that qualifies a party to do business and scheduling an inspection very narrowly category of large non-discretionary ministerial actions or activities performed by mid to low level functionaries. So there's some cases that I wanted to talk about in terms of uh, facilitation payments. And the first is Conway. As the FCPA landscape is littered with companies who sustained an FCPA violation due to payments which did not fall within the facilitation payment exception. 
In 2008, Conway paid a $300,000 penalty to the SEC for making hundreds of relatively small payments to custom officials in the Philippines. The value of the payments was $244,000 total, and they were made to induce the officials to violate customs regulations, settle customs disputes, and reduce or not enforce otherwise legitimate fines for administrative violations. Helmer and Payne. In 2009, Helmer and Payne paid a penalty and disgorgement fee of $1.3 million for payments which were made to secure customs clearances in Argentina and Venezuela, receiving an NPA or non-prosecution agreement from the Department of Justice. The payments ranged from $2,000 to $5,000 but were not properly recorded and were made to import-export goods that were not within the respective companies country's regulations to import goods that were not lawfully entitled to be imported and to evade higher duties on taxes. And panel pena. Finally, there is the panel pena enforcement action. This matter was partly resolved with the payment of by panel pena and six other customers of fines over $250 million in penalties. Pena acting as a freight forwarder for its customers made payments to circumvent import laws, reduce customs duties, and tax assessments, and to obtain preferential treatment for importing certain equipment into various countries, but primarily in West Africa. Pena received a deferred prosecution agreement. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, I cannot emphasize enough the administrative nightmare of facilitation payments. As I talked about, if your company has employees from a country which do not allow facilitation payments, and that's literally every other country in the world other than the United States, that means if they make a payment, they have violated their country's laws and can be individually prosecuted. Additionally, if you have subsidiaries in countries such as England, which are subject to the UK Bribery Act, well then, if those uh, U.S. employees working for those entities uh, make facilitation payments legal under your company's policies, they're illegal under the subsidiary company's policies and the laws governing that subsidiary. Finally, if you have contracts with a country subject to the UK Bribery Act or any other country which does not allow facilitation payments, you have to write into the contract that you can't make facilitation payments on their behalf. So it really is an administrative nightmare to try to do this, and you still have to record it properly. Number two. The K decision made clear how narrow the routine government action exception is. The DOJ is not going to expand out on the facilitation payment problem. They're going to narrow it. And finally, facilitation payments will usually be an add-on and are symptomatic of other problems that a company may find itself under if uh, in rather if it's under an FCPA investigation it's generally not the primary liability but it certainly can be an add-on and as an add-on it can add on additional fines and penalties uh, and put you under a deferred prosecution agreement going forward I hope you will enjoy the entire month on written standards and that you will listen in again where we explore another topic in the month of May if I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program? I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening.
31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.